Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, 10 days until a possible financial disaster. The high-stakes negotiations over the nation's debt ceiling, why veterans and Social Security recipients could feel the impacts of a default. Here are tonight's headlines. The critical meeting between President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Was any progress made ahead of the deadline? A judge has entered not guilty pleas on behalf of the man accused of stabbing four Idaho college students to death. You expect the prosecution to seek the death penalty? I do, I do. New details about the eight-year-old migrant who died in U.S. custody as cities like New York struggle to shelter asylum seekers. Those folks who have created this mess owe the responsibility to pay for this mess. Senator Tim Scott has officially launched his 2024 presidential campaign. I'm running for president of the United States. The NAACP has issued a travel warning for Florida, calling the policies of Governor Ron DeSantis hostile to minority communities. Back-to-back shark attacks in the Florida Keys. That one was not afraid of us. He wanted me. The inspirational story behind the historic new name of a U.S. Army base. It's not named Fort Halmore. It's both Halmore and Julie. The fairy tale story gets better. A hole in one for Michael Block. Dunked it. Get there. Yes. Magic. We get to see him next year. Music to my ears, my friend. Music to my ears.
It was a fairy tale story. Good evening, and thank you for joining us as we start a new week together. We want to begin tonight at the White House with debt limit negotiations taking place with the full faith and credit of the United States hanging in the balance. President Biden met with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy in the Oval Office this evening in an effort to cut a deal that both sides can support. While the nation has been down this road before, the consequences of not reaching a deal are dire. Economists and business leaders warn of the catastrophic impact a default would have on the economy and financial markets around the world. Americans would begin feeling the ramifications almost immediately. 66 million Social Security checks could be delayed, while funding for food stamps and Medicaid would also be impacted. Paychecks for active-duty military members could be held up, something critics say would harm national security. CBS's Weijia Jiang will start us off tonight from the White House with the latest details. Good evening, Weijia. Nora, good evening to you. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is issuing her starkest warning yet that it is highly likely the U.S. will default on its bills as early as June 1st if Congress does not raise the debt ceiling. Despite that urgency and another meeting here at the White House, tonight there is no deal. President Biden and Speaker McCarthy met one-on-one this evening, both men hoping for a breakthrough. We both talked about the need for a bipartisan agreement. Congress must raise the nation's borrowing limit in the next few days or risk the U.S. defaulting on its debts. This afternoon, McCarthy said negotiators were on the right path. I think we could we can get a deal tonight, we get a deal tomorrow, but you've got to get something done this week to be able to pass it and move it to the Senate. Republicans are demanding deep spending cuts in exchange for raising the debt ceiling. Sources tell CBS News the White House has offered to keep spending flat from this year to next. Republicans, they say, want to increase defense spending while cutting everything else by up to 22 percent. What they've already proposed is simply, uh, quite frankly, unacceptable. Economists say failing to reach a deal would be disastrous and lead to a recession. Everyone's going to get hurt. People who rely on the government for a social security check or a payment contractor, they're not going to get paid. Uh, We're going to see borrowing costs go up. It's going to get hard, uh, hard to get a loan. Marilyn Ayers, a Social Security recipient, says she's tired of watching political theater. I'm angry about it, and, and I don't think that I deserve that kind of treatment. A default would make it harder to pay her bills. They are trying to play games with holding the people hostage that need help with their budget. A group of Senate Democrats have sent a letter to President Biden urging him to invoke the 14th Amendment to bypass Congress and continue issuing debt on his own. But Mr. Biden said the move could get tangled up in court and may not be resolved in time to avoid a default. Nora. Weijia Jang, thank you. Well, now to the brutal murder case of four University of Idaho students. Today was the first time the suspect was seen in court since his initial appearance in January. And Brian Koberger chose to stand silent. CBS's Lilia Luciano explains what that means and why the judge was forced to enter a not guilty plea for the Ph.D. student. All rise. 
Wearing an orange jumpsuit, 28-year-old Brian Koberger returned to the Leyta County Courthouse in Moscow, Idaho, briefly smiling at his attorney before staring straight ahead as the judge read the charges against him. Four counts of first-degree murder and one count of felony burglary. Do you understand the charge in count two, murder in the first degree? Yes. Do you understand the maximum penalty? Yes. When asked to enter a plea, his attorney declined, saying Koberger was standing silent. The judge entered not guilty pleas on the defendant's behalf. The suspect is accused of fatally stabbing four University of Idaho students, Madison Mogan, Kaylee Gonsalves, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin, as they slept in an off-campus house last November. Weeks after an intensive search, Koberger was arrested at his parents' home in Albrightsville, Pennsylvania, in December. He had been a Ph.D. student studying criminology at nearby Washington State University. In the courtroom today, family members of the victims cried. What is it like to see him walk in? (sighs) There's no real words for it. You know, as a dad, you want to just do it yourself, take care of it, and... uh, but you can't. You know, the whole world deserves the um, process. Kaylee Gonsalves' father, Steve, says it's hard to be patient as the proceedings drag on and transparency lags. What is your biggest question and what do you want to see from this? When do we stop with hiding all these things? I mean, when do, let's get the process going. I mean, there's nothing more painful to the family than just to sit around doing nothing. You know, that, that's not justice. This trial is now set to begin on October 2nd and expected to last at least a month. Starting today, prosecutors have 60 days to file for the death penalty. And we have heard nothing from police or prosecutors so far about a possible motive. Nora. Lilia Luciano, thank you. Now there's some breaking news from Atlanta where a construction crane partially collapsed this afternoon, injuring at least four people. All are expected to be okay. Neighboring buildings were evacuated. The cause of the accident is under investigation. A surprising move tonight from a major national civil rights group, the NAACP today issuing a travel advisory for the state of Florida. The organization says that under Governor Ron DeSantis, the Sunshine State has become, quote, openly hostile toward African-Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals. CBS' Mark Strassman reports this comes as DeSantis is set to announce his bid for the White House. Florida is starting to feel uncomfortably warm. It's weather, it's politics. The NAACP is broiling. It's targeting the state's $100 billion tourism industry with a travel warning. Are you telling black Americans in other states to stay out of Florida? We're telling travelers beware that you have a state and a a state policy landscape that can be harmful to your existence. In his conservative crackdown here, Governor Ron DeSantis has stirred both content and contempt, blocking a high school AP course in African-American studies. Also in schools, bans on teaching gender identity, sexual identity, and critical race theory and a ban on abortion after six weeks. We do not ever surrender to the woke mob because we've made the state of Florida the place where woke goes to die. DeSantis points out a record 137 million people visited Florida last year, up nearly 13 percent over 2021. His spokesperson calls the NAACP's travel advisory a stunt. But among the backlash here, Disney. Florida's largest private employer just canceled a billion-dollar development project. Latino and LGBTQ groups have issued their own 
travel warnings. Politics being politics is fine, but it impacts lives. Heather Wilkie leads Zebra Youth, an outreach group for young LGBTQ people. It may take years for us to unwind the damage that has been done here in Florida. The fear factor is real. A hundred percent. With DeSantis announcing imminently that he's going to run for president, supporters and critics alike say the same thing. If you want to know what he'll do as president, look at what he's done as governor. Nora? Mark Strassman, thank you so much. In more presidential politics, the 2024 campaign field got a little more crowded today. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott kicked off his bid for the GOP nomination with a speech in his hometown of North Charleston. The Senate's only black Republican offered a message of optimism and compassion that he hopes will connect with voters. Our party and our nation are standing at a time for choosing. I choose freedom and hope. An opportunity. Will you choose it with me? Scott is expected to hit the road in the days ahead with stops in Iowa and New Hampshire. Now to the migrant crisis far from the southern border. Several northern cities are being overwhelmed with busloads of asylum seekers, with many running out of options when it comes to housing. CBS's Errol Barnett reports we're also getting new details about the death of an eight-year-old while in custody in Texas. The mother of eight-year-old Anadit Reyes says she asked for medical assistance three times on the day her little girl died in this Border Patrol processing center in Harlingen, Texas. How are they going to tell me everything was okay and then the baby dies? That's negligence. According to CBP, Reyes suffered from flu-like symptoms and was given Tamiflu. They killed my daughter, the Honduran father says. It was a medical emergency. CBS News has learned she and her family were held for a week. Despite rules, agents must only hold migrants for a maximum of three days. The girl was pronounced dead at a nearby hospital. Record migrant crossings in recent weeks have led to overcrowding at facilities across the country. New York City received 5,800 migrants last week. We have 108,000 cities, villages, towns. Uh, if everyone takes a small portion, it is not a burden on one city. Let's go, let's go, let's go. The city transformed its iconic Roosevelt Hotel in Midtown into a welcome center for migrants and could open up to 1,000 rooms. They're eager to work. And today, the state's governor and the mayor pressed Washington to expedite work authorizations for asylum seekers. It could take years to receive a work permit. They came here in search of work and a new future, and they can become part of our economy and part of our communities. Now, the passing of Anadit Reyes is the second fatality of a minor while in custody of the U.S. government this month. Both migrant child deaths and the circumstances surrounding them, Nora, are being investigated. Errol Burnett, thank you so much. Western states reach a historic deal today to save the drought-stricken Colorado River. California, Arizona, and Nevada have agreed to cut back on river water use by 13 percent over the next three years to keep the nearly 1,500-mile-long lifeline of the Southwest from running dry. In return, they'll receive more than a billion dollars in federal funding. Turning now to the war in Ukraine, the Russian mercenary group, the Wagner Group, has claimed victory in the brutal months-long battle for Bakhmut, while President Zelensky scored a major military boost, which would give Ukraine 
an advantage in the skies. CBS's Deborah Pata reports from Kyiv. Topping President Zelensky's wish list since the start of the war. Advanced fighter jets. Now, after a sudden about turn in U.S. policy, Washington will let Western allies supply Kyiv with American-made F-16 jets and support joint efforts to train Ukrainian fighter pilots on them. Zelensky used his visit to Hiroshima, which was obliterated by a World War II atomic bomb, to draw comparisons to the devastated city of Bakhmut. There is absolutely nothing left alive. All the buildings are destroyed, he said. It is simply total destruction. Zelensky was quick to deny Kremlin claims that Bakhmut had been taken, but the dense fog of war makes it hard to determine if one of the longest and bloodiest battles in this conflict really has come to an end. Russian TV broadcast footage of its soldiers walking through a wasteland of rubble and ruin. And Wagner mercenaries planted their flags around the city as their leader, Yevgeny Prigozhin, bragged his private army had taken over every inch. While the Ukrainian forces admitted losing ground, they said they still controlled areas southwest of the city and were advancing around its flanks. Ukraine's rallying cry has for so long been Bakhmut holds. But this past week, Bakhmut has been burning. And the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant was once again cut off from the grid today. Power has since been restored. Both sides have accused the other of causing the outage. Nora? Deborah Pata, thank you for your powerful reporting. Well, back here in the U.S., just as beach season kicks into high gear, two men are bitten by sharks. We've got the details next. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Tonight, two fishermen are recovering from shark bites they suffered in the Florida Keys. The latest happened Friday night when a 35-year-old man reeled in a shark that chumped him on the foot. On Thursday, 20-year-old Kevin Blanco was bitten twice in the leg while spearfishing. He says the bull shark was about 10 feet long, and unlike any other shark he's encountered. That one was not afraid of us. He, he, he wanted me. It was, it was a scary, scary event. While shark bites are rare, they happen in Florida's waters more than anywhere else in the world. 
A SpaceX Dragon capsule docked at the International Space Station today on a historic mission. The crew of four private astronauts included the first Saudi woman in space. They're led by former NASA astronaut Peggy Whitson, now the first woman to command a private space flight. Whitson has already spent more time in space than any American astronaut, 665 days and counting. All right, a club pro, not a touring pro, steals the show at this year's PGA Championship. We'll have his remarkable story next. Well, you may have seen this. A little-known club pro named Michael Block turned the PGA Championship into a block party. The 46-year-old wowed the crowd on Sunday, scoring a hole-in-one. It was golf great Roy McElroy who told Block that his tee shot landed in the cup. Block finished tied for 15th, earning nearly $300,000 and an invitation to the Colonial later this week. Live golfer Brooks Kepka won the tournament for his fifth major victory. It was a good weekend in golf. All right, the renaming of an army base makes history for a Vietnam veteran and his wife. We'll have their incredible story next. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Pentagon's move to replace Confederate-linked names from military bases continued this month with the renaming of the U.S. Army's Fort Benning, now called Fort Moore. CBS's David Martin explains it was an historic moment, not just for the soldiers, but for their spouses as well. I can't describe to you really the hell that we were in. Hal Moore was a soldier once and young commander of American troops in the bloody 1965 Battle of Idrang Valley, the first head-to-head clash with North Vietnamese soldiers. And the smoke and the dust and the noise, the screams of the men hollering for mom or medic. Moore has since passed away, but Bob Edwards was there as commander of C Company. C Company had started today with five officers and 106 men. And by, by 10 o'clock, there were no unwounded officers. There were 42 men killed. That's 50% casualties. But the line had held. Edwards and his soldiers were based at Fort Benning, Georgia. One! Which from now on will be called Fort Moore. But it's not named Fort Halmore. It's both Halmore and Julie. Julie Moore, her given name is Julia, was outraged by the impersonal telegrams used to notify families of the dead. 
She raised hell. She raised a fuss all the way up to stop that inhumane practice. Because of Julia Moore, the dreaded news is now delivered in person. And she is the first Army spouse to have a base named after her. David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon. That's just the most incredible story. Thank you for watching the CBS Evening News. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.